I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. In this week's podcast, we'll talk about how your pets become part of your family. We hope you'll enjoy this episode titled, Man's Best Friend. Terry, it's come to my attention. I think you love your dog more than you do your husband. Why do you say that? Because it looks like you spent more on your dog than you did your husband. Well, now, I love my animals. As you know, I have two dogs. One's name is Kipper, and the other one is Layla. And then I have a cat named Snickers. And I do love them. I mean, I love them a lot. I, I wouldn't say I love them more than my husband, but it might be a close Girl, it might be a close race. There's a lot of people out there that I think the spouse would have to leave before the dog did it. And of course it ends up in a lot of divorces too. Of and they fight over it. it. And yeah. I mean it's a big deal. If anybody is an animal lover and this is one thing that I remember that my parents used to tell me when I was dating. If they don't like animals you don't want them. Well, and, you know, with that comes with a dog knows a person. If a dog doesn't like somebody, it should tell you something. It's always the indicator of everything. When a dog walks up and doesn't have something to do with somebody, you better step back. That is that is a very true assumption, and I believe that. And I know that, but have you noticed that over time, this has become a huge industry? Oh, yeah. Now, my mother is probably the exception that doesn't like dogs. I can remember as a kid, my first memory is one of those vacations that we went on. We stopped at a rest area, and these nice people had their dog with them. He barked at her. She stood in the middle of a picnic table screaming that the dog was going to lick her. Lick her? Yeah. What's wrong with licking her? I don't know. She don't I mean, be biting tra- her and tearing the skin up. I mean, I could see that, but licking her? And, of course, you know, my dog, JJ, she runs from JJ. Who runs from JJ? JJ's... Tiny. Yeah, he's like. I mean, I would think the only thing that may be running from him would be an ant. <laughs> but that's my mom. Well, and it makes you wonder. There are good people out there. I'm not saying that there are not good people out there that are not animal lovers. But it makes you wonder. You know, are the reason that they're not animal lovers is because they had something that happened to them as a child that kind of formed their distaste or distrust. Of an animal. Well, my mama claims that she had a dog that died when she was little and never wants to have anything to do with another one since. I don't know. but Well, that's just the risk that you take. I, Lord knows I've lost my share of animals and boo-hooed like oh, the biggest absolutely. baby there was. But then I go right back out and get another one because 
you know, they just, they give you unconditional love. I know that when I get home from work, you know, they're just jumping all over. They're giving you, you know, the little kisses. They're licking on you. I mean, they're just so excited that you're home. How could you ever get tired of that? Because a dog loves you when nobody else does. When the world turns its back on you and you ain't got nobody left to this world, that old dog is going to be. And you may be gone three minutes. You may be gone two hours. But they're just as happy within that three minutes see you come back through the door. Or have you seen where they've had military people that have been deployed? And they've come back six months, a year, a year and a half, or two years later, and that dog is reunited with their owner, and how crazy that dog goes, spinning around in the tail wagon, and I mean, just crying, and I'm like, who could not love that kind of reunion? Okay, and how many times have you heard the story where an animal traveled 100, 200 miles on foot to make it back home that somehow another got lost on a vacation or trip, fell out of a vehicle. I mean, mean, if that doesn't warm your heart and if that doesn't say that that animal does not love their owners and feels a connection, I don't know what would tug at your heart. It's a special bond between you and your animal. And with that comes now a multi-million dollar business that people are cashing in on. Yes, let me tell you just how big that business is i found this fascinating and and i thought we'd just kind of break down some of the stats and talk about it so it says that the pet industry in the u.s should reach 72 billion that's a b by the end of 2019 now let me just back up and say this comes from an article that's called uh from petpedia it's 22 fascinating Pet Industry uh, Statistics and Facts for 2020, and it was published in June of this year. So this is a very recent stat. So $72 billion. People will do without so their pets can have it. And that goes, and, you know, look at J.J. right now because he floats around up here in the studio all the time. And he's got on his little bandana yeah. of where he just went to the pet groomer, and he got his little bandana. And ironically, I just took Kipper today and picked him up and he's prancing around at the house right now because he thinks he looks pretty and he does (laughs) i mean we will spend whatever is within our means on our animals i mean that's just the grooming is just the tip of the iceberg i mean like here's uh let's see the grooming market reached 3.87 3.87 billion in 2017. So think about just JJ alone. How many trips he's going to make to a pet salon? You know, like I remember back old Buck. We had Buck for I think 15 years, and he was he was an outside dog. That was before I come to the realization that dogs. Because I was brought up where you didn't let an animal in the house. I was just taught that ain't going to happen. It can't come in. And I can, I, I feel bad now thinking back old Buck there sitting outside when it was cold. And you used to put blankets. I'm going to cry thinking about it, poor old Buck. But uh, we had Buck 15 Let's years. Let's talk about old Yeller now. <laughs> yeah, that'll make you cry. But uh, Buck got down, and we did everything we could to save him. He had just gotten old, and, and it just didn't, you know, he faded away. And uh, Angie held his uh, old head there as he passed away at the doctor's office. Well, and you bring up a good point. I think about some of the animals that we've had, some of the animals that I know my parents have had, and we have gone beyond. I'm talking about if a local veterinarian said, you know, I can't do anything, but there is a, a well-known 
veterinary school at a school I like very dear uh, <laughs> that is up north uh, from where we are. We've taken pets because that's almost like going to M.D. Anderson. And so that's your, not really I would say your last hope, that's your best hope. And when they come out and say, okay, it's going to cost a couple of thousand dollars, you don't think people would fork that out yeah. for their beloved pet? And now you can have pet insurance. No, I didn't know that. You can even have, I mean, that's how far this industry has grown, is now you can have pet insurance. And another thing that an industry is changing, think about the hotel chain industry. You know, when you wanted to travel, it was always just kind of understood that you got to find a home for Fluffy. Somebody's got to either come over and take care of Fluffy, or you've got to leave Fluffy with some friends or family. Well, now Fluffy can go with you. And that's the thing is that that industry has gotten smart in the sense that they recognize that we have grown fond. We've always grown fond of our pets, but we are more accommodating to pets. So now there are pet-friendly Hotels. You know, see, I hadn't even, I've lost track of that. I didn't realize. I was still thinking of the uh, go drop them off and it cost $600 to cage them up for a week somewhere. No. I mean, so. and a lot of people will only stay in those places because they are tired of leaving their beloved animals behind and they want them to go with them. You know, do you remember your first pet's name? Yeah, I had so many of them, but yes. Yeah. What was it? Two Spot. Two Spot? Yeah. Well, so that was the original name. Yeah. Mine was uh, Bobo. Well, and then I had one that was named Boy. Now, that was original, wasn't it? Yeah. You really went out on yeah, that Yeah, I know. I did. But I have learned this through, through the years about pets and all. Like, J.J. was a gift to me from my wife and kids because I'd lost Jack. And they stretched the truth or maybe didn't tell the whole truth about what J.J. cost because I wouldn't have allowed it. Had I known all that, I was told all it was a couple hundred dollars, and yeah. And you bring up a good point. Animals, you know, and I know that you and I are basically dog lovers. Oh, yeah. But, and I've got a cat that I love dearly, but there are a lot of cat uh, lovers out there. There are a lot of people that like birds and parakeets and things like that. I'm just, I can only relate to when you're talking about right. costs for dogs. That is a growing business. It is. Now, some of that, the pet, you know, the pet meals that you know we've had in the past i think i hope for the most part those are gone but you do have family run businesses that you hope and pray provide a good and stable environment for a dog to have a litter or two of pups but they want premium prices especially if that's a full-blooded animal yeah and he is and he's not smart like, he is really dumb. I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out there. That my dog is dumb. I think they bred him so hard and got that bloodline so good that he just he can't figure out which way to go in the mornings. Why do you think, why do you think J.J.'s dumb? He just he doesn't catch on very quick. He, like, I remember him being like eight months old, and I'm going, Angie, he won't remember his name because you could call J.J.J., and he'd just sit there and stare at the wall. But, on the other hand, my other dog, Sophie, who somebody found in the middle of the road, somebody had thrown out in a box, and they brought him to us, brought her to us, is the smartest animal. And that, she's gorgeous. I know. But it had two of them in a box that somebody threw on the side of the road. No, they actually put it in the middle of the highway. I don't know if they were trying to get them uh, hurt or and what. And that's another thing that oh, we could do a whole segment on. 
animal cruelty. And I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't even hardly go there because, you know, I'm such a, a wuss when it comes to and have such a soft spot when it comes to animals. But moving on, we, we think about all of the things that the clothing. So does JJ or Sophie have any of the clothing that that is a big thing now Now, sophie doesn't and of course she just wants to be loved she's just happy to be somewhere but you take jj now he's got the fur coats because they (laughs) wait a minute stop stop fur coats yeah he's got a camouflaged uh uh, furry line coat that goes his legs and all it it it, it's a raincoat with fur and then it's got the thing that goes his ears go has he ever been in it oh yeah yeah plenty of times then he's got his santa claus outfit and I used to think when she first started doing it, it was dumb. And now, you know, it's kind of caught on because Christmas, his little sweater lights up and he runs around and acts an idiot, you know. And I bet there are millions of people that have, that is a big business. Oh, yeah, clothes for dogs. A, a big business, whether it's online retailing or if it's some of the more well-known with Petco and PetSmart, some of those industries. That is a booming business when it comes to, think about it, it used to be us buying clothes. Now, now it, we're buying clothes for our animals. I don't know if you're aware of this. In our little hometown, every year when they do the little Mardi Gras thing, they have a, a pet parade. Oh, Are yeah. you aware of that? Yeah. Okay. Because the first year they'd done it, it was before I, you know, I was thinking, yeah, you people. But now I get it. But people go, what they dress them up as in them parades. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I- telling you it is a it is a huge business and it's so huge i'm reading from the same article it says 60 percent of millennials say they buy jackets sweaters and other clothes for their beloved pets i mean i see when you look on facebook you look on instagram i think about how many photos that i've seen of my friends and family's pets that are in clothing oh yeah Dresses, you know, like you said, the sweaters. The only thing that I can say that Layla and Kipper have is they have the little bandanas that say, you know, naughty or nice and, you know, things oh, like so that. So you haven't taken that step yet? No, I haven't gone as far. They used to have, a, I think Kipper had a, a t shirt that said something on it Fire Hydrant Inspector. <laughs> so I think that he kind of outgrew that. But no, I haven't broke down, but I'm telling you. There's not a day that I don't go into a Petco or a PetSmart or something like that, and I don't see people over there shopping for clothes. Yeah, it's it's big big industry, and you know, then your pets get used to the treat if they go outside, and that's another industry. But there is not a day that I don't open the door and head toward a car that a car door and crack that both of them want to sit up on the front seat and ride. They just they love it. Oh, they do. Especially Kipper. He's our adventure dog. Now, he is the scaredy cat at the house, and it's just the opposite. Layla is the one that rules the roost at the house and jumps our fence, literally jumps our fence at least 20 times a day, and that's no exaggeration. You just have to see her. But we take our pups, and they go with us when we go kayaking, and so they have their little life jackets on, and I can't tell you how many photos. You know, in fact, that's another thing. When I look at my phone, and I hate to admit it because I've got a precious daughter who i'm extremely proud of love with all my heart i probably don't have as many pictures of her and of course she's in college now so i don't get to see her like i would hope to but i got a ton of kipper and layla yeah i can see that i mean do you find yourself taking a lot of photos of because i know we took photos when we did a photo shoot, yeah, we, sure we did. had J.J. in the photo shoot. Yeah, he was up on and the he front didn't, seat. he wasn't going to have it any other way. Yeah, he wanted to be a part of that. 
And you were talking about buying treats. You know, we always do that, too. In fact, we live next door to a couple that has a German Shepherd. And I think you met Bo before. Yeah, Bo likes to eat. I yeah, don't know Bo's if you've told big, your neighbors. He's a, he's a big old boy, but he is the sweetest dog. He has the best disposition. I mean, he truly does. And he's like the cool dog in the neighborhood. It could be three or four times a day. We pull up, he runs over, and he knows that he's going to get a milk bone. And like I said, he may eat three or four of them a day because he's going to come over. He's going to get his water bowl that we've got in the garage for him. He's going to get a milk bone. And he's not even our dog, even though we love him dearly. We really do. I mean, we're just as fond of him as we are our own. They know, and our dogs, you know, when we give both, a treat. Don't think we're going to turn around and not give them something. So then we've got to give them a treat. Oh, yeah. So there's all kind of treats that are out there. There's all kinds of clothing that's out there. Think about how the food industry has changed. Because back in the day, you might have been able to buy a can of Alpo. And I don't know what are some of the but names. But 90% are. of the time, it was just table scraps is what you gave a dog. Table and that's what they got. or it was just... Purina, there were only a couple of name-brand dog brand foods that you could provide to your dog. Now you can do Fresh Pet. Have you ever done Fresh Pet? Never heard of it. It's in a refrigerator. When you go into a grocery store, not every grocery store may carry it, but most of them do. It's in its own refrigerator, and it's a tube or either a, a sealed package of fresh dog food. And believe me, I have bought my share of it. They love it. You know, and the next thing is, you know, people that, that don't have pets maybe don't understand, but in a way of explaining this, pets are loyal to you. How many stories have you read to where a house was on fire or somebody had a heart attack and the dog grabbed their clothes and pulled them out of the house to safety or jumped in, somebody had a heart attack, fell in the water, and they pull them out? Uh, they're loyal to you. That's all they know is how to love you. And that instinct of saving their loved ones really does it really does happen yes and we've seen examples of that like you mentioned and i mean how do they know to do some of the things that they know to do it's they spend time we and then they they form a bond with a child that is like none other if you want to be something do something special and it, and i think it gives a child character to have a pet dog i do a pet of some sort yeah, it gives well, them responsibility all, they how, yes they learn that this is how to how you care for animals and how you're supposed to treat animals um, and how you're supposed to care for animals. But, you know, now animals are not just viewed as pets. Uh, now we're finally opening up a door and saying, you know, they bring a lot of love and help with loneliness in terms of long-term care facilities. Oh, yeah. What about when they now have... Animals that go and visit patients in healthcare facilities. There's all kinds of benefits in the fact that, or you've got an elderly person and you try to recommend, why don't you have an animal? Because, like you said, it's unconditional love and it's companionship. I saw an article this past year at Christmas to where they took dogs to. Uh it was a children's hospital where they, they were terminally ill, and they took dogs around to all the, uh, the kids there. And, you know, it made their day. Who doesn't love a little dog when a dog comes up and wants to nuzzle you or lick your hand or just the kindness of their little eyes and lets you pet them? I just don't get how anybody 
could be cruel to animals when they give so much and ask for so little in return. And I love the fact that we are starting to come around in how we view our pets. I mean, even to the point where we've seen people leave their whole estate to an animal. Yeah, they do. Uh, Over their children in some cases. I wonder how that goes now when you find out that Fluffy got everything and you're not getting a nickel. <laughs> well, I don't imagine it made him too happy. And let's run through this list here. I think I got a list over here somewhere okay. of some people that have done this through the years. On the list, and I, you know, and I don't know where this pet is now, but you remember Michael Jackson? Remember that monkey Bubbles? Yes, I do. He left Bubbles two million dollars in his will. Uh, what you wouldn't do to be Bubbles? And I know that it only gets to be more and more and more, right? I mean, he's at the bottom of the list in terms of, what, the top ten or something? Yeah, somebody from Star Trek left one of their pets for a million dollars. And I know you know the the name Leona Hemsley. Uh, In 2007, when she died, she left $12 million set up for her pets. Wow. $12 million to pets. Yeah, but that ain't all of it. The further the list goes... People have left more and more and more. Well, let's pick Oprah Winfrey. So it looks like that Oprah is leaving $30 million? Yes, set up in a uh, in a state for them to be taken care of in a trust. Do you ever wonder if people go as far as saying, okay, I'm going to leave $5 million to Fluffy, and here's what I want Fluffy to have? I'm sure they probably stipulate, yeah. I want Fluffy to go every two weeks to... The grooming. I mean, and now they have doggy daycare. You know, you think about that. For people that work and they don't want their animal to have to stay at home alone, that's how we. That's how much we think of our animals. I don't want Fluffy to be alone at home, so I'm going to take Fluffy to a doggy daycare. You're paying for that just like you would daycare for a child. That may not be as much, or maybe it is. I don't know. depends on where you live. Okay, so let me just go ahead and corner you on this and ask you if you do this. You hadn't called your house with the answer machine to talk to your pets, have you? Left uh, them a message so they could hear your voice? No, but I have done this. Called my daughter the other day at college. and No, she called me, and we were FaceTiming. And so, anyway, somehow or another, she saw one of the pups, uh, Layla or either Kipper. So I turned the phone so that she could see them and she could talk to them so they would be able to recognize, not that they're going to see her through you know, the phone, but more importantly, they could see, they could hear her yeah. voice. So let me ask you this. I think I know the answer because I know where I sit in this, and I know that you've worked with me long enough that you know the answer to this, so I couldn't lie even if I wanted to. Do you change your voice when you talk to your animals? Most most people do. I know I do. Yeah. You know that by the way I talk to J.J. Oh, when yeah. When yeah, to with, the studio. Without a doubt. Because J.J.'s going to sleep by my feet. Every night, he's he's just got to touch you. He doesn't. He's not gonna get in your face. He just wants to touch you. And then Sophie comes in at five. If I'm not up by five a.m. in the morning, she gives me a lick. That means it's time for me to go outside, do something. And you know, it's crazy how they all have their little quirks, and we pick up on what they are. You know, my mother. I was talking to her yet just yesterday. She has two Shih Tzus. And one of them... Boy, am I glad you said that word. Uh, yeah, I know. One, uh, one of them is fascinated with watching animal shows. Really? I would not have believed it if I had not seen it. This little Shih Tzu, as cute as she can be, 
will sit there and watch animal shows for hours. You know, have you ever seen an animal where, or uh, like a dog, that will catch, hear another dog on TV and they kind of turn their little head and they may watch TV for a little bit. Or you catch them and you'll say, they're watching TV. This one will watch it for hours. So did you, do you remember that thing that was floating around Facebook for the longest where people drop the sheet and they disappear and they drive the dog nuts because the owner disappeared behind the sheet? They'd hold the sheet up and then they'd jump in a door and let uh-uh. the sheet fall. Uh-uh. Oh, it was, it was funny. Dogs were just going nuts trying to figure out where they went. Well, now I used to have a, and I have, you know, Kipper is a silky terrier and I used to have another silky terrier. His name was Rascal. He was an awesome dog. And he was by himself. Uh, I didn't have another dog with him, but I spent an awful lot of time. So when I got home from work or on the weekend, we used to play hide-and-go-seat in the house. I would run and hide, and that dog was smarter than, I- I'm telling you, it was one of the smartest dogs. He knew it was on, and he knew it was a game. And he would run and run from room to room looking for me until he found me. And, then, of course, <laughs> that little tail would... You know, he'd start wagging that tail, and he would kind of bend down, and you could tell he was kind of moving, moving, shaking his body from side to side. And then I may run off and hide again or whatever, but we did that a lot. And it's just amazing that they are a lot smarter, I guess with the exception of J.J., but I think J.J.'s smart, a lot smarter than we give them credit for. But, you know, we grew up in, a, in an age to where it was kind of drilled in us that they were your pets and, and friends. If you'll remember back, what was that? We started out with Lassie. Yeah. You know, that was before my time, but I knew who Lassie was. And boy, Lassie, I always come to the rescue. It was rough, rough. He's fell in the well. Go save him. You know, <laughs> yeah. she talked to you. And, and ironically, we've already talked about the fact that that has happened. Yes, it has. With some of our animals that we've seen reported where they've saved somebody from dying or from a fire or something like that. Uh, then there was Benji. He made it to a, yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't remember in movies. And of course, there was a shaggy DA that, that was out there. And then come the TV uh, television dogs. Who could not love Flash from the Dukes of Hazard? I mean, come on. Yeah. He didn't move hardly any. Or, or Eddie. Yeah, from uh, Frasier. Think about how spoiled. Our dogs are where you got people that are cooking steaks. Oh, yeah, they'll cook cut it up ste- for them. Yeah, they're cutting, they're cooking steaks, and you're thinking, okay, well, there's three of us. Why are you cooking four steaks? Well, the fourth one's for the dogs yeah. or scrambling eggs. I mean, like we have spoiled our dogs. Now, as a result, we have a lot of dogs that we see nowadays, and probably other animals as well. Cats that are way overweight. You know, we have fed them really well. <laughs> I guess you had not seen my mother-in-law's dog, have you? She's got, what do you call the little weenie dogs? Uh-huh. It's probably about two foot wide, and it kind of wobbles. Because he's so overweight. Yeah. And I know that's terrible for us to do that, but we've just gotten to where we've just spoiled them. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're eating steak, well, then Fluffy ought to be eating steak. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Does um, JJ or Sophie get a Christmas gift? I want to say Angie does give it to them. If I'm not mistaken, they do. Oh, yeah. Uh, all three of mine, the cat, Snickers, Layla, and Kipper, all get, uh, they have a stocking. And most of them now know where their toy box is. Yeah. Do y'all have a toy box? <laughs> oh, at your yeah. And see, oh, I yeah. have a toy box at mine, and it never fails that I can put fine six or seven things that's been drug out of that toy box. Now, I can tell you which, which one of the dogs has pulled it out. Put it all back up, and the next day, 
it's out again. Yeah, they can't help it. And you know we have to love our animals because animals, when they're puppies, can chew up Ooh. everything. Do you remember telling the story about Sophie chewing up all the money? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, have I told that before? Yeah, it's kind of worth telling again for those that didn't hear the podcast. I got up one morning to leave. I was going to buy a car, and I'd, I'd gotten $5,000 out of the bank, and I'd put it on the counter and told Angie to, to, to count it for me. And again, it was Angie's fault. She didn't do of it. Of course. That's why I included her name on this. And she oh, left the money much. sitting on the coffee table, and Sophie decided it was a toy in the middle of the night. And it was $5,000 spread from the living room to the kitchen. And when I got up, she had... $100 bills hanging out of her mouth, wagging her tail at me. With, I mean, in between her paws. It was a picture-perfect moment, but I wanted to hurt her really bad oh, when I, I saw that. I know you did. And I think about, I can't imagine, didn't you say you you actually recovered all of it, but a couple hundred dollars? Yeah. And I'd have been sick about that. I mean, sick. But there are people, I've uh, had some friends that, it was in the fall, the animals were in no jeopardy of staying in the car. You know, they had the windows right. down. Went inside to like a hardware store. Came back out, and I think they had, it was two labs, had totally chewed up the inside of the car, tore the seats up. They went to town. And I've seen people that uh, get out of the car with it, run in, run inside the store, and the dogs lock it by jumping up on them. Oh, yeah. And then you got to bust the window out. or. But, I mean, tear up furniture. Oh, yeah. Puppies I mean, are rough. I cannot tell you how many things that Layla... And Layla was a rescue dog, and I think for anybody that hasn't had a rescue dog, they end up being some of the most appreciative. You got a rescue dog, I yeah. got a rescue dog, but we did go through a little tr- uh, trying spell. Thank goodness we were patient and knew that it would work itself out, and it did. But she chewed up a brand new pair of expensive sunglasses. <laughs> we just got a wireless headphone set, chewed that up. Brand new shoes. I mean, it goes on and on and, and on. And then there's always that neighborhood dog that borrows everybody's shoes that you leave them out by your back door. He comes <laughs> and gets them and takes them off. Oh, we used to uh, walk outside sometimes and say, "Whose is this?" Yeah, you know where somebody trophy. would had some uh, dog, and I don't even know that it was ours because we have a lot of dogs that you know come and hang out. I don't know why, but anyway, I think it's because of Bo, the German Shepherd, that's the cool dog in the neighborhood, and would. We'd find, you know, like you said, a shoe or a bowl or, you know, something that needed a pair and the other, you know, shoe to make a pair, and it's missing. Yeah, I think everybody's probably encountered that. You know, Terry, at the end of the day, you can't put a price on friendship. But always keep in mind, it costs nothing to love man's best friend. hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, would you know a secret? Well, maybe you'd like to make someone's day by opening up your home and heart and adopting a rescue puppy or pet.